Good morning. Welcome to Washington, D.C. This is our walk and talk. I'm here with Andrew Lincoln. Lincoln, what's, your new, what's the name now? Uh, Lincoln Recycling. Lincoln Recycling. Andrew is a member of the executive committee at ISRI. He's been a former president of his chapter. He's Tell us all the things you're involved with with ISRI, because I think we're here for the ISRI Board of Directors meeting, and Andrew, you are a young executive, passionate about this industry, you working with ISRI. Tell us all what you're doing with ISRI. Well, thanks. Um, yeah, I mean, it started with my family, my dad. He was a chapter president a long, long time ago, and uh, when I came back into the business in 06, uh, my brother, Jeremy, was currently the chapter president of the Pittsburgh chapter, and uh, I think, you know, starting my ropes off there, needed help with the chapter. I got involved with the chapter board, helping with golf outings. And eventually about uh, six years ago, I, I moved up to the, the executive board for the Pittsburgh chapter. And a lot of it's operational, doing the, the meetings and a lobbyist event here and there. And uh, two years ago, I was chapter president and last year I came off. And um, Gary Champlin, when he came in on, as chair, he decided to have uh, two members of his executive committee be picked by the Council of Chapter Presidents and uh, the Women's Council. Right. And so um, I decided to take that leap and luckily my peers uh, voted me in and I'm now on my second year on the executive committee. Can which you believe is, a year's already gone by? I, I, don't, fast know, it goes? I don't know where it went. Well, you <laughs> a, know, lot it's, of, a lot of Zoom meetings. You know, it's, it's no surprise that you were selected by your peers. You're very active with ISRI. Why, you know, I remember when your brother was a chapter president, he, he seemed to, you know, he did his job and he did it well, but he doesn't have that passion. You know, what, why do you have the passion? What's different? Why are you loving ISRI so much that you're putting your effort and time and, and everything you're doing in your volunteerism with ISRI? Well, I think it helps us find a voice in this industry. I mean, when you come together at the national board meetings, it's it's a lot different than the chapter level. Um, you're, you're really trying to come up with advocacy uh, agendas to help move the industry forward and to tackle problems you know, at the state level to the national level. Um, and I, I have a passion for it. And I see that it helps me become stronger locally, local and vocal mm -hmm. in, my, in my community. And it makes a difference. Uh, you know, you wanna have grassroots can't campaigns. You want to have relationships because when something does go awry and issues will come up, you already want to have those relationships with your with your lobbyists, with your with your state representatives, um, so that you can just have a personal conversation with them before it gets bigger. So here we are in the epicenter of all regulation, Washington, D.C. <laughs> and this is the first time we've been together since Nashville of February of 2020. So yeah. it's been a long time since all of us have been together. To me, there's a certain excitement to be here, and I'm sure it is for you, but now you're here, what, what are we doing? What is ISRI doing and you're on the executive committee? What, what agencies are, are we having challenges with, or for that matter, are we having success with right now that helps us as an industry, as the for-profit recycling industry, what, what, what's going on right now that you can tell us about? Well, I mean, one of the, the very big hot topics is environmental justice. Um, you know, the Biden administration, he's, he's really pushing that and through, through his whole administration. And 
in Israel, I mean, we're responding. We're, we're trying to be as proactive as we can. Um, there are some states that have already enacted EJ laws. And so we're, you know, Danielle and the state subcommittee, we're working with them. Israel has hired uh, a national firm to help. Um, what is the big issue with environmental justice? What, what, what is, you know, it's, it's a, it seems like it's a buzzword, environment and justice. And, and, and who can argue that there needs to be environmental justice? Yet our industry, the for-profit the for recycling industry, we are what I've always said. We are the original environmentalists. Mm -hmm. Look, our industry from way back from your, your father and, and the, the, the generations ahead of us have always been environmentalists. But we just oh, were sure. never deemed that. We, sure. we were, you know, we went from junk to recycling to now, or to junk to scrap. Now we're recyclers, but we've been recyclers from the get-go. So, but what is environment? What, what is the, you know, crux of this whole thing? What, what's going on with this? The tie-in between environment and justice, I think it's two things. It's also a, a combination of a civil rights movement. Um, there's been known to have fence line communities where you have where industries were allowed to operate and then uh, you have poor communities, you have black communities, you have Hispanic communities that live around those, those right. areas. And I think that's where the environmental justice movement is. It's trying to make sure everyone has equal rights to clean air, clean water. Um, yes, recycling is important. Um, uh, unfortunately, in, in some states, we're, we're a named uh, industry, and I, we don't want to be a named industry. We want to show the uh, EPA or, or the state uh, EPA associations that, that we're here to try to help. Uh, we're providing jobs. We're, if we're not, if we don't have our industries, we're going to be trucking it somewhere else and causing more more distress. Well, um, yeah. Okay, take take Sierra. In our location, we are um, in a, what they once deemed an enterprise zone because it was it's a low income area. Okay. But our, I think it, we did a study at Sierra. I think we're like ninety percent of our employees come from this area. Okay. So jobs are not enough. It seems like. Uh, you know, we get inspected regularly in California by Cal OSHA, Cal EPA. Well, you know, all the agencies are in the fire department, the uh, DTSC department talks to some, and you know, and we, we run a clean ship. Sure. And how I struggle with what's the problem here? Is it our industry not messaging it right? Drew, do you think we need to do more as individual companies in our local areas to show the good that we're doing? What, what is your thoughts on how we better this image and yet get the word out that we are good for the environment, we are good for the local community, so the environmental justice, we are environmental justice, sure. and we should be the beacons that people look to say, look at the recycling industry. These are the leaders and helping the communities. How do we do this? I think it's messaging. I think it's getting with your local community. If you're with the chamber, or if you're in a, in a um, economic development zone, getting with your other business neighbors, making sure you're, everyone's doing their part to try to keep the, the neighborhood clean. Uh, you know, uh, sponsoring events, uh, helping out nonprofits. I think it's all part of that messaging to allow uh, invite the community into your facility. Show them what you do. Show them all the things you take in and that if you weren't there, it, 
be going to the landfill. Um, or you know, the streets. All the, yeah, you know, or the, just all the benefits of recycling. I mean, I, I think the streets, see, my, my, I have always thought, and a lot of us in our conversation amongst us, that if it wasn't for the recycling, then really we're industrial recyclers, and that's just not the blue bin, that the pollution that would create and would harm our environment in our local communities would be incredible if our facilities weren't there because where would all the refrigerants go from you know discarded appliances and mercury switches and automobile yeah. fluids that would go into the gutters it'd get into our our waterways it, it would be a huge problem so you know, I'm with you. I think our message, and that's really, you know, you keep, you're you're fighting this in respect to you're part of this committee, and we're getting this out. And I and I think people who watch this podcast are going to see and go, hey, maybe they need to do a little bit more, don't you think? Yeah, we all do. It takes everyone. Um, starting at the chapter level, uh, I mean, the EJ working group has really helped me broaden uh, my experience experience with with you know the 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 background of it uh going back to the 60s and 70s and the civil rights movement um and you know we all have certain bias that we grow up with so i mean it's helped uh educate me and you know just recently our pittsburgh chapter i mean we had a uh a a lobbying event in harrisburg and um it's just helped me talk to our state representatives about it because there's there's movements coming in or bills trying to see their way through in every state right some will get passed some won't um but you know it doesn't hurt to have that conversation now well that's Um, great work and you know i think all of us need to do our our fair share going forward and you know keep the messaging up well now i want to go to another area that you're you're active in this is shows your passion and why it's not a surprise to me that you you're chosen by your peers to be on the executive committee. You run this uh, this event in uh, your chapter, uh, the BYAB. Tell us a little bit about it and what's it for and what you've done. Sure. Uh, BYAB stands for Best, Youngest, and Brightest. And this was an event started four years ago uh, by Andy Golding in the Northern Ohio chapter. And it was, you know, sort of brought back to life. Uh, I guess, you know, decades, years ago, there were there was a young executive program. Um, I be, believe actually Brian Shine and, and Mark Luan uh, met at one of them years ago. Right. So Andy brought it back to really uh, to allow, you know, to foster that networking within the next generation of recyclers coming into our industry. Um, it's, it's capped at 50 individuals. Uh, this, we sold out Pittsburgh, uh, which is gonna start next week. Um, and it's for those young executives, ISRI members, um, that are under 40. We do, the first day we do a, um, a meet and greet, sort of an icebreaker. Uh, I don't want to spoil the surprise of what they're going to be doing, but no, they're, they're doing a, a team building activity. So you're really, you know, getting beyond the handshake and you're working on a project with people you don't know. Uh, the following day, uh, they're going to have a leadership series with a, with a professional, um, speaker from culture shock talking about team building within your own team um in different leadership styles and then we give them a tour of the city well, uh, i applaud yeah. this you know I, sierra has sent um some of our young uh people to it and the feedback that i get every year uh sierra is a sponsor and and i sponsor this event not so much for the name branding 
I sponsor it because I really believe in what you're doing. This is true. And I want you to know that this is the program, this is the innovative programming that you volunteers in the industry see a need for. And you're bringing the young executives throughout North America can come to this event. You're building relationships, you're, you're educating, and ultimately promoting the recycling industry in a way that's going to take us into the next, you know, the next generation. Yeah. No, that's, that's my hope and goal, and, and some of the folks that are, are coming to this are already part of the ISRI Young Exec uh, Committee uh, with ISRI. So, I mean, my, I, I see this as a stepping stone for these folks to get more involved in ISRI, hopefully start stepping up into the chapter level and leadership, and then... Well, leadership's a to, big issue at ISRI. <laughs> to national. At, you know, not every chapter has the depth to, to, to the leadership of their chapter, and by this program, you're sparking the interest. Now, I, I, I just love what you guys are doing there. And Andy Golding, yes, you know, kudos to Andy for bringing this on, but you know, kudos to you, Drew, because you're bringing it out. You're, you're continuing, and it's a successful event. You've sold it out, and here we are post, well, are we post-pandemic, in the pandemic, but you sold out how quick? Uh, we sold out in a week. Yeah, so that, we, that's a testimony <laughs> to the quality of the programming you're bringing, and, and I think that's fantastic. So let me ask you this question. With all this involvement, what, what do you want people who watch this podcast to know about ISRI and why it's so important to be involved? I think it's important to, to help keep moving this industry forward. Um, when we come here to the board meetings, yes, some of us are competitors, uh, you know, not really. We're, I don't have any competitors coming from Northwest Pennsylvania, but um, that all goes to the side and we're all here to work together and push the industry forward. And I think it's important for the, the next generation to, you know, to pick up, carry the torch, you know, sort of speak well, with environmental justice or whatever the next issue I, may I, be. You know, the more voices we have, the more members we have, the louder our voice is. And I think anybody who doesn't think ISRI, if you're in the recycling industry and you're not part of the Institute of Scrap Recycling Industries, I, I just think that's short-sighted. I, I mean, we, we face so much and like here we are in DC, you know, right here, the epicenter, and it takes us advocating to the EPA, to OSHA, to the Department of Transportation. And we've had a great victory with, uh, with the rail with and the rail. trucking, you know, how do, takes, people not, how do people not know we, this is important? I don't get it. Uh, it takes the membership involvement. It takes, you know, uh, Ben Abrams speaking in front of uh, the transportation board and, and laying out all his issues and how the class one, you know, railroads are taking advantage um, uh, of the shippers. Uh, you're seeing it in ocean freight. Uh, it starts with one voice and it, you know, in the trade association, someone brings it up and then it becomes a hot topic and Robin and staff pursue it. So, I mean, it, it takes members speaking up and being involved and it makes a better trade association. Well, it takes members like you. Look, I was chairman, but you're, you know, I'm 59, you're 43. You're the next level. You're, and, you're, and you're reaching out to the, to the young executives younger than you. So we are creating a nice level yes. uh, at ISRI where we have the experience and then we have the, the leaders and we're developing leaders and Drew, you are part of that, and I want to thank you for that involvement because as a former chair of ISRI, I, I, 
this this is it's still I'm still passionate about Israel. I still love Israel. I love coming to the meetings. I, I want to be involved because I know we are one bad regulation directive that could wipe our industry out. For example, when I was chairman, the EPA came out with the definition of solid waste mm -hmm. and our industry was in the absolute crosshairs and we could have been wiped out. And due to the involvement of the membership, the volunteers, the great leaders, the Shelley Padnos, uh, the Joel Dembos, yeah. the Jason Youngs, uh, John, um, Hot, I want to say Hawthorne, I forget his last name, but so many members came together and we responded to the EPA and we, I don't want to say we won because that's not the real thing. We educated them about us and that regulation was put aside. So yeah, we, we weren't in their crosshairs anymore. No, yeah. and, 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 and it's every, you know, every new administration has new people who come and head these departments, and some people have different ideas of what, what they think they want, but it takes our voice together to help educate them so our industry is not regulated out of business. Yes. You're absolutely right. Well, You're Drew, I want to right. thank you so much. I want to thank you, John. Uh, you know, you've been a, a mentor to me in wow. growing up in Israel and your involvement. I Where did we it. have dinner when you were right with your fiance? We were having fun that one night. We were texting her. Oh, that was in Vegas, I think. Is it Vegas? I thought it was yeah. New Orleans. It doesn't yeah. matter, but you know what? You're welcome, but thank you. This, this, this excites me to have people like you and knowing that as a former chair, I look to the future. Israel's got a strong, bright future, and it's because of you, Andrew Lincoln. Thank you very much, and that's it for another episode of Pile and Scrap, the Walk and Talk. This has been a Sierra International Machinery original audio series. Thanks for listening. Please share this podcast and make sure to subscribe.